A brand new and rather warm night has come to Augustus, Illinois. At Colin and Emma's home in the living room, Colin enters the room as he puts on a suit jacket. Emma is looking at herself in a mirror. Oh, wow, you look amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy that we're going to this party. I want everyone to know that we are a force to be reckoned with. You got that right. Oh, you know, I'm glad my mom came back with us from Wisconsin. Having her here to give things a second chance and also to watch over Connor means a lot. I agree. By the way, I did forget to tell you that I actually have to go to the hotel right now. What for? The grand reopening party doesn't start for like three more hours. I, I also thought we were going to have dinner together at the Central Grill. We will. I promise. I just left a file in the conference room there. I had a meeting earlier today with some of the businessmen who flew in from Hong Kong. They want my company to take over the advertising campaign for their brand of snacks. Oh, do we get free food? <laughs> yes. Even better. <laughs> I'll be back soon, okay? Okay. Colin and Emma kiss one another passionately, and then Colin leaves the room. Emma smiles on at him. Outside of Stephanie's apartment building, Stephanie walks up to a limousine and opens the car door getting into the car. Hi, I'm going to the Bay Ridge Hotel. Thanks. The driver nods as the limousine drives off. Bay Ridge Grand Reopening? Here I come. At the Bay Ridge Hotel, Leslie enters the fully decorated lobby. It is certainly ready for a party. Okay, Les, pull yourself together. You just have to make it through this night. Then you would have fulfilled your contract in full. You'll have no obligation to this place. Well, I guess I'll try to have some fun. <laughs> Who knows where the night will go? And now, the continuing story of Forever and a Day, narrated by Casey S. Hutchison. At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Jonah is standing over by the coffee bar, pouring some sugar into his black cup of coffee. As he stirs the sugar in his coffee, Isaac enters the establishment. He spots Jonah and goes to him. Well, hello, Jonah. Hello, Isaac. So, you're going to the party tonight? Well, considering what I went through at the last big shindig at this town had, I think I will still have to sit this one out. Plus, I have a lot of work to do. I see. I assume your office is working hard before you break for your spring recess? I have hired some of the hardest working people through the years, and I think they'll continue that hard work as everyone goes into the spring recess. However, my spring recess started today. Just like a politician, to leave early and give up on their work. First off, you don't know anything about me, Isaac. You claim you do because you're a bad reporter. Yet I'm more than what you make me out to be. I have served my community and the state very well. And let me guess, you'll continue to do just that. That's where you're wrong again. See, if you would get your nose out of your rag for once, then you might realize that I have made the decision to retire from politics completely. Seriously? Yeah. 
Now get the hell out of my way. Isaac steps aside and Jonah walks off. Meanwhile, on the patio area, Jonah sets his coffee cup down on the table. Upon hearing the notification sound from his cell phone, Jonah retrieves it from the back pocket of his pants. He has just received a text from Stephanie that reads, Hey, I've kinda enjoyed our talks lately. By the way, I hope I see you tonight at the big party. I'm even wearing those earrings you got me. Well, I just may go to that party after all. Back at the Bay Ridge Hotel in a joint office, Leslie is standing at her desk, cleaning out some drawers and putting items into boxes. I'm really going to miss this place. Leslie lets out a deep breath and then looks up at the clock. Upon noticing the time, she picks up her office telephone and dials a number. She then puts the telephone up to her ear. Hey, Uncle Gregory, it's me. I just want you to know that even though tonight is my last night, because you're not selling your half to me, I'll always be here for you. Bye for now. Leslie puts the phone on the hook just as Colin enters the room. I feel so sorry for your Uncle Gregory. Colin, uh, hi. Hey. Again, I'm so sorry to hear about what your uncle had to go through. I read all about Avery's passing in the news. Thank you. How is he holding up? He's not doing so good. I mean, she's only been gone for two days now. And he has this big party tonight. He has to act like nothing is wrong when everyone around him knows that that is not the case. You know, this world can be so cruel sometimes. Yes, it can be. Anyway, what are you doing here? And is Emma with you? If so, you two are really early. No, I, um... Emma isn't with me. I was actually going to grab dinner with her before the party. However, I realized that I needed to make a quick stop here because I left a work file in the conference room. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had that meeting this morning with those guys from... Uh, Hong Kong, yeah. Right. Unfortunately, the conference room is all locked up, so um, if you don't mind, I do need it unlocked for just a few... <laughs> oh, it's no problem at all. Thanks. And... If you don't mind, I would like to talk on the way upstairs. I need to get my mind off a few things. Some friendly conversation wouldn't hurt. Well, I'm glad we can have those now. Me too. So, do you want to take the stairs or the elevator? You're not the one wearing stilettos right now. <laughs> well, okay. Elevator it is. <laughs> Back at the Bay Ridge Hotel, Leslie and Colin step onto a lobby elevator. Was this the fifth floor conference room? Uh, seventh. Leslie pushes the seventh floor button. So, how did the meeting go? It went well. Awesome. It's nice to see you getting back into the game of advertising. I know how much you used to love creating political campaigns for your dad. Uh, a vote for Gunner is a vote for the future. <laughs> I think I heard you say that slogan like a hundred times during your dad's campaign for mayor. <laughs> I probably did. You know, hey, can I ask you a quick question? Sure, go right ahead. Is Alex still living here? Oh my goodness. What the hell was that? I don't know. Leslie begins pushing multiple buttons, including the emergency button. However, nothing seems to be working. 
Are you freaking kidding me? Leslie, what's going on? We're stuck. Really? Yep. Oh, damn it. I was hoping to get out of here in a hurry. Emma is waiting for me at home. And I have a grand reopening party to host. You know what? Let me try my phone real quick. Maybe we can get a hold of someone. Colin goes to retrieve his cell phone from the breast pocket of his suit jacket. (sighs) Or maybe not. No service? You guessed it. Of course. Because if you had service, that'd be too easy. That would mean that something is going right in my life for once. But now that I think about it, why would that happen? Leslie, are you okay? No, I'm really not, Colin. I'm hosting a grand reopening when after tonight, I won't even be working here. I am now in the middle of trying to figure out the smoothest way to get a divorce. I am trying to figure out how to tell my son that his parents aren't going to be together anymore. I'm trying to. Wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? It's true, Colin. I'm out. I'm done. I won't be working here anymore. It just sucks that I spent so much time here working on this place. No, Leslie, I'm sorry to see that you're leaving this hotel, but we both know that I was not talking about this place. I was talking about what you said concerning your marriage. I had no idea you and Alex were getting a divorce. It was a decision that was made fairly recently. Why? Does this have to do with he and Emma's history? Well... There are other factors that I took into account, but his history with Emma and what we both now know was certainly the biggest factor. You didn't believe him? It wasn't just that, Colin. It was everything. I was done feeling the need to compete for my husband. That is not what I signed up for. I deserve more than that. You most certainly do. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry to hear about this. And if it makes you feel any better, then I can shed some light on their history. What does that mean? Emma told me something. I think it's something that you definitely need to know. God only knows when we'll be getting out of this damn elevator, so you might as well go right ahead and tell me something that I don't know. Leslie walks backwards to one side of the elevator and sits down. Colin goes to the other side of the elevator and sits down as well. I think a long talk couldn't hurt. I agree. What is this info you would like to share with me? Well, um, uh, I, I don't know where to begin. How about at the beginning? You got it. Back at Colin and Emma's home in the living room, Emma re-enters the room looking down at her cell phone. She is texting Colin. Hey, babe. Worried about you. Just wondering where you are. Text me ASAP. XOXO. Emma then hits the send button on her text. Colin, where the hell are you? In a secret room, Stephanie is asleep on a bare mattress and covered up by a thin blanket. And all she has on now is her red beaded v-neck evening gown. There are no windows in the room and barely any light. However, on a small table is a framed photograph of Stephanie and Donovan. Back at the Bay Ridge Hotel in an elevator. Wow, I can't believe this. I had no idea that they had slept together a second time. I don't know what to say. All I can think of saying is, I was right. 
I knew that he was lying to me, Colin. Deep down, I knew that he had slept with her while we were together. Well, I'm sorry that you had to find out this way. I feel sorry for you too. Emma knew the walls were closing in and she ran off with your baby. I can only imagine what it took for you to forgive her. Well, it took her admitting the truth and nothing but the truth to me. Do you believe her? I do. Even though she lied as well? Can you honestly say that you can believe every word she says from now on? After all, my husband told me he was telling me the truth. Yet, come to find out, he was trying to play me a fool all along. Listen, this road back to Emma has been a bumpy one, okay? However, I can see that she just wants to be with me and our child. She just wants a family. I don't think that she would do anything more to jeopardize that. Colin, I can't tell you who to love. I can't tell you who to trust. I can't tell you how to live your life. What I can tell you, however, is that you should never let your guard down. Well, don't worry, I won't. You promise? Yeah. Why do you care so much, by the way? The history between Alex and Emma impacts both of our lives and relationships. I know. Yet, something is telling me that it's more than that. Same could be said about you. You seem to care way beyond the general surface of Alex and Emma's history. Well, I'll admit it. I do. What does that mean exactly? What does it mean when you admit that you care about the situation more than just what went down between Alex and Emma? Well, it means that I care about what happens to you in this situation. You do? Yes. Leslie, I care about how this impacts you. I guess you could say that I still care about you in general. Really? Without a doubt. Colin, wow. That was... Uh, unexpected. I care about you, too. I never stopped. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you were right about that unexpected feeling. Almost half an hour later, Colin and Leslie are now sitting next to one another on the same side of the elevator. I'm sorry, by the way. For what? For everything. You know, it hit me today that in two weeks, it would have been our one-year anniversary. Oh. Wow, uh, really? Yes. Do you still think about what I did? Even after almost a year, even with you and Emma engaged? I do. Of course, yes. I, I mean, I still think about it. Colin, did I damage you? What do you mean? What I did. Did it damage you beyond repair? Was I this cruel, insensitive bitch that just took too much of your heart and soul away from you? Leslie, if I'm being honest, this whole thing hurt like hell when I came back to town from my trip to Europe. You did ruin me. You destroyed me. But beyond repair would be an exaggeration. You know, we all can pick ourselves back up. And I know that the light of life doesn't always shine that bright, but that doesn't mean it won't ever shine again. Sometimes you just have to be willing to change the bulb. And I'm sorry too, by the way. What for? For lashing out at you for all those months. I blamed you for a lot of stuff. I even blamed you for stuff that wasn't your fault. Colin, you don't have to apologize to me. I can get on just fine without one. Plus, you weren't the one who left someone at an altar. In front of the whole town. Well, 
that's still not an excuse for me trying to get back at you. You made your choice. I have come to respect that choice. We all move on with our lives at some point. And now look at the two of us. I mean, we're both parents. We, you know. Both have complicated relationships. <laughs> yes. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Best way I knew how to put it. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, we both just have something to look forward to. We both have a reason to get up in the morning. I found it difficult to do just that after our wedding day ended the way it did. Yet I woke up anyway. I know that you're probably scared to get this divorce and I know that your mind is going crazy with how Aiden might react, but you still have a reason to get up in the morning. You still have a bulb left for that dimmed light in your life. Use it, Leslie. Change the bulb in your life so the light can shine on through. Leslie looks deep into Colin's eyes. She then becomes stuck with her innermost thoughts. Oh, Colin, I... I... What is it? I was wrong all along. I don't understand. It's you. What do you... You're the light that I need to let in. You've always been the light. Leslie, I don't know what to say. I think you feel it, though. We've never needed very many words to say how we feel about one another. All we've ever needed is each other. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for this. Oh, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for telling me the truth about Alex. Just thank you, Colin. No, thank you, Leslie. For what? For saying something that I have felt deep in my heart. Is this real? It can be. That is if we want it to be real. This can always be your fantasy. Colin leans in and kisses Leslie. Are you sure we should be doing this? The only thing I'm sure about is the fact that I need to be with you. Make love to me, Colin. Leslie and Colin stand. They both look deep into each other's eyes. Leslie then goes up to Colin and removes his suit jacket. Colin begins to remove his tie as Leslie kicks off her stilettos, and the two continue to kiss. This elevator isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It's as though time has stopped for us. It has. It has. Leslie turns around and Colin walks up behind her. He begins to kiss her neck just as he unzips her dress. The dress falls to the floor just as Leslie turns around. She begins to loosen Colin's belt just as Colin unbuttons his shirt. Leslie takes off Colin's shirt as the two now become emotionally and physically close to one another. I've missed this. I've missed feeling your closeness. Oh, I missed you too. I've missed your touch and I've missed how we used to connect with one another. After all this time, we still have it. We still have that connection. We most certainly do. Colin leans in and kisses Leslie again as the two back up and Leslie puts her back against the wall of the elevator. Colin then rubs his hands through Leslie's hair just as Leslie puts her arms up. As Leslie becomes more and more breathless, Colin reaches for her hands. The two lock hands with one another. Love you, Leslie. I love you too, Colin. Leslie, are you okay? Colin looks over at Leslie just as she comes out of her now apparent dream. I, I'm... Oh, I'm sorry, what? 
I asked you if you were okay. You just had this blank <laughs> stare on your face. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I think this elevator is starting to get to me. Well, we'll be out of here soon, I'm sure. By the way, I would still like an answer to my question. Are you going to try and find the light in your life? I am. I'm going to find a new path for my future and the future of my son. I just don't know who that future will include. We can never be sure about things out of our control. <laughs> That's quite a heavy thing to say. It's the truth. Yes, it is. Leslie and Colin then stand from the floor of the elevator. Gosh, I hope we get out of here soon. Oh, me too. It's getting late. Well, I have my fingers crossed now. I just want something in my life to go right. <laughs> okay. I must have a guardian angel on my side now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And I guess that file can wait. I'll be sure to grab it for you tomorrow. Thank you. Of course. For now, I guess we should go and party. I guess so. Thanks for the talk. Anytime. Before Colin steps off of the elevator, he turns around and looks deeply at Leslie. The two lock eyes with one another. Leslie smiles at him as Colin winks at her. He then steps off of the elevator. Seconds later, Leslie takes a deep breath and then she steps off of the elevator as well. Both Leslie and Colin walk into the lobby just as the grand reopening party begins at the Bay Ridge Hotel.